track Cause I love the thrills I'll take the green flag Hope I don't choke You can hear all about it on Bubba's Balboa Coming at you live from Bubba's Bout Broke Podcast. Well, it's really not live, but... Yeah. Kenny Vito. <laughs> Drive that dirt car in here, Kenny. All right, everybody. Welcome to Bubba's Bout Broke Podcast. Tonight in the studio, we have mean Kenny Vito. That's Italian. It's got to be. It is Italian. It's very Italian. <laughs> if it ain't Italian, there's something wrong, ain't it? And we also got a co-host in here tonight, Michael Carter. Yes, you going do. on, it's son? It's a privilege for me to be here. Thanks All right, for that, <clears throat> inviting me out. Jackson's being a world traveler, and I heard you, Lori. <laughs> Lori goes. <clears throat> oh, no, I'm and Lori McLaren. My throat out. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, and Lori McLaren is <clears throat> Caleb Stratton. <clears throat> sorry. Oh, oh yeah. Hey. Hey guys. <laughs> is everybody is everybody been recognized? <laughs> See, yes, I usually we're good. Don't we're good to go. This part. This is usually Jackson's part. Yeah, he's a lot better at it. So Jackson's world traveling. He's been in the Pacific Northwest. Not really sure why. I wouldn't go out there. I don't guess. Maybe I would. I don't know. Kit Kats are really good. Yeah, Kit Kats. But anyway, he's out there with his girlfriend. He'll be home after a while. He's been gone for a week. Lori just come back from freaking Florida. What's up with that? Well, I'm ready to go back. I'm glad you <laughs> stuck around and did all the work. Freaking culture shock coming back. Oh, yeah, man. It was horrible. It's not culture. It's the weather. It's culture. <laughs> it's colder, yeah. Colder shock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my Same difference. Tell us what we got going on. Who's been listening out there? We got, we're going to let Michael Carter do our shout-out. Well, we've got a little bit of uh, listeners from all over the country, and then plus some from different countries, so we'll get started. Different with countries? Some, uh, That's scary. You're going to go international, Kenny. Wow. That's right. We'll get started with some of the ones from uh, in our country. we got the Ben Sots Racing out of Delmore, Delaware. Wow. Jessica DeMario out of Richmond, Massachusetts, uh, Brooke Truitt out of Stelma, Illinois, and Lynn Lash from uh, Vandala, Illinois, Bobby Prince from Greenbrier, Tennessee, Corey Marvin from Bellevue, Ontario. Dang. Uh, no, I thought you were going to say Tennessee, and I was like, Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> um, Corey. Look out. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah, you got one. <laughs> I got uh, Tony, uh, let's see if I can butcher this one, Kulesa from South Lockport, New York. New York, man. Yeah, wow. Um, Brian Bollard from Hamilton, Alabama. Michael Blackney from Simpsonville, South Carolina. Brooke Melvin from Trustville, Alabama. And James Corvin from Portland, Tennessee. We got a Portland, Tennessee person on here. That's awesome, man. Jackson's going to be jealous that you wrote that so neat for Michael. I know. I got in trouble. Like you can, I can time. read that from over here. Normally, got, you ever seen the doctor's prescription pad? That's what Melvin's writing. We like. usually break in a sweat before the show trying to see what Dad says. I don't get it, man. Every, all these doctors can scribble whatever, but when I scribble whatever, it ain't good enough for nobody. It's because we can't read it. I guess not. What we got on birthdays? Well, our birthdays, we have Jason Baker, Larry Baker, Ooh. Dylan Faulkner, Ricky Hayes, and Jamie Hoskins. Awesome, man. I only got one thing for that. 
How about that? Birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday to you. Oh. <laughs> If I had a tomato, I'd have thrown that at you instead. <laughs> oh, he shot at me. <laughs> Kenny Vidito. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, Vidito, Vidito, Vidito. Whatever you want to call it. Yep. Awesome, man. He said it three times the same way, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure did. What the heck is that, man? That's all right. Highland Rim Speedway, man. I got to throw some stuff in. I got to figure out where I wrote it. But they're... Testing tune is coming up this weekend. I think it's from 11 to 4. So get a hold of them down there about that. You want me to go down there? I don't mind. You driving? Hell yeah. yeah. So they are doing their testing tune this weekend. I'm excited about that. And what else we got going on? So you did a lot of traveling this weekend, man. You were everywhere. Yeah, I know, man. I I started out tell at Clarksville Speedway. That was freaking awesome, man. Clarksville Speedway, first time I ever been over there. It was pretty dead gum neat, man. I met some cool people. Met some people that we'd already, you know, were had connections with with this podcast and racing. And I met a bunch of people that's from all over the country, man. A lot of Illinois people there. You can tell when you get up into this area, it pulls them down from up that way. But they were all awesome, man, and met some people from Canada. How about that? It's like a heat wave for them down here. I mean, they were just straight up from Canada, man. They they were loving it down here. But did uh, Megan Irwin win a toilet bowl? I don't think she did. Oh man, she really. I saw her one. though. I saw that. Yes, yeah, it was awesome. I got to hang out with her family. It was. Did cool. you know that she was the first woman to win on Bristol Dirt? That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't know it, did no. we? We didn't have a clue, man. That's how dumb we are. But that's okay. We know it now, don't we? We knew about her. We just didn't know that was her. <laughs> yeah. Well, Michael, what have you been doing, son? Nothing much. Trying to get ourselves ready for uh, Highland Rim race season to start in a couple weeks. And, you know, just running around like a chicken with our heads. Yeah, I know, man. Picking it's, up parts here and there. and It's sneaking up on us too fast. Is. Well, Kenny? Tell us something, son. We're dying to hear from you, man. Tell us about where you come from, the beginning. Who got you into all this craziness? Well, all right. I uh, First of all, thank you for having me on here. I'm, I'm a big fan, and I'm excited when you called and asked me to be on. Awesome, man. That's good. At least you didn't hang up on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell you, I um, just grew up in a racing family. My granddad, uh, he started racing about 59 with his brother. And um, they raced all the way through the 60s, uh, them old 34 Chevy Coupes. They run dirt tracks around mm. here. Actually, they ran the first uh, first season they ran was 59 and, I guess, 59 and 60 at the fairgrounds. Dang, they and, were back there with the... And at the pioneers of it. Yeah, you know? man. And they, uh, they kind of got to where they decided they liked to run dirt more. So uh, Highland Rim was starting around 61, and they ran the first race ever run at Highland Rim. Um, and they just kind of became dirt dirt racers you know they ran hopkinsville clarksville winchester the rim places like that and they ran through 69 and um ran against you know people like marty robbins and bob ruther and some of the big names they gum man you know and where i live in goodlettsville my older uncle my dad's older brother he's told me a story uh heading walking towards highland rim from goodlettsville 
for the races that Golly. he's hitched a ride with Marty Robbins, you know, who country singer, yeah. also a race. So he was driver. headed up the interstate or 31 Head, W. Heading up, yeah. There uh, then. Yeah, heading up the Main Street, Gillisville, heading towards Highland Rim, and, and he'd jump in the back of the pickup truck and ride to the out of the track Golly, man so uh you know some pretty cool stories growing up and in early 70s um my dad started helping my granddad had already sold all their cars and my dad started helping fat boy ryman paul ryman and um that was at the fairgrounds and he was kind of a you know local legend around here yeah well that name's still going yeah these guys are something and and so my dad got lucky enough to be on his crew as a young man and and um Fat boy kind of took him under his wing, you know, and and my dad learned a lot. And about '75, Fat boy got into an altercation. He was kind of one of these bigger than life characters that was a fan favorite, and got into some altercation at the track and got suspended for the rest of the season. And uh, my dad, we know a few of them guys. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and my dad got asked to take over the ride for the rest of the year, uh, the Ryman car. So that kind of gave him his start in driving. The what car? Um, the the Ryman car, the number six, uh, Fat Boy Ryman's car. Back mm. in, this was 75. And then he uh, he raced all the way through the 70s, um, ended up getting a uh, late model from PB Crowell, which was Darrell Waltrip's old late model. Oh, and, man. Uh, and actually ran uh, some of the late model races at Nashville, 78 and 79. Back then, that was NASCAR National Late Model Sportsman races. And so he had some good runs. Um, one in particular, he finished uh, ninth in a race that Butch Lindley, who one of the legends of, oh, yeah. uh, of short track racing, and um, so he had some good runs. In 81, he died, and he was in the middle of building a, um, a Camaro, and he probably would have run the first All-American 400, but, uh, you know, just wasn't meant to be. So, uh, but, so that was, uh, you know, at that time, I was only nine years old. And uh, later on in the 80s, I kind of got my start going to the track. Uh, my neighbor, Steve Hawkins, who was a friend of my dad, um, I'd hear these race cars firing up, and I'd come home from school doing my homework, and I'd hear these cars. <laughs> Didn't do your homework long, did you? No, I did. I'd get it done real quick, and then uh, I'd, I'd burn a, a trail through the backyard to their shop, and they let me hang out and work on the car, pack bearings or whatever. Wayne Jenkins was the driver back in, this was mid-'80s, and um, – so these were the times that Bobby Hamilton Sr. was coming up the quarter mile, just getting ready to start on the big track. And so I got to see a lot of that firsthand, you know, and it was just good times to me. It was, uh, you know, those are my heroes. Bobby Hamilton, um, I saw him go from quarter mile to late model to NASCAR, and I actually have, I own one of his original late models that he won the Nashville Big Track Championship that I'm trying to restore right now. Oh, heck yeah, man. Yep. So you're just going to have it for a show car? I'm going to take it out as, as a show car. You know, it's a, he's probably the biggest biggest thing to come out of Nashville. You know, we've had a lot of local drivers mm -hmm. in the area, but he was a real Nashville, Nashville-born, raised, yeah. you know, racer. Because and, and he impacted a lot of people because everywhere you turn around, it's old stories of these guys that we know today that work for him. Absolutely. And it's like, man, yeah, I used to work for Bobby Hamilton Sr., man. I was on his truck team. Or I, it's crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, he could do it all. He was a driver, and he could build it from the ground up. And, you know, he, I really admired him. He was probably my local racing hero. I think he was a lot of people's and still is. Yeah. If you think about it, you still hear that name being talked about all the time. Yeah, I'd say, you know, throughout the early 90s, we uh, 
just between being a fan, and I'm a fan, I'll be honest with you, I'm a fan more than a competitor. I just love the sport. But um, we tried to put a car together in 91 and registered for the fairgrounds, and uh, it just didn't come together. Um, so about four years later at the rim, I'm out there with a friend watching the races, and after the races, we went in the pits and just checked out the cars. <laughs> mistake and number one. Mistake, mistake, yeah, mistake <laughs> number one. We realized that, um, man, these cars, it was the taxi division. It was the first year of it. God, they were awesome. And these cars, the first years, they didn't even have to have roll cages. You mm -hmm. know, they were just I remember. gut them, put a plate down the side. So I said, you know, there's no reason we can't have one of these. <laughs> you know? So we found, uh, I told this story on, on the Facebook Live show at the rim, but we looked in the Trader's Post. You remember that back then? Oh, yeah. <laughs> found a Torino in uh, Hendersonville that was sitting in the weeds. Uh, weeds grown up to the roof. And so uh, went out there and looked at it. And, I mean, it looked like a semi had hit the right rear quarter panel. And it had already bent the car kind of into a C. It was just perfect to turn left, you know, at the track. <laughs> I love that. And we walked up to the window of this car. And, and I'll never forget, there was a snake in the floorboard. And it was... It made its way up into the dash, you know, as it saw me mm -hmm. coming up. Oh, man. So we worked, continued to work on the car, got it running, and uh, aired up the tires, and we said, you know, we're, we're going to take it. And we drove it from Hendersonville to Goodlettsville. And my buddy followed me down the bypass. He said he could see the whole right side of the car the whole time he was following me because of the <laughs> bend. <you know. laughs> But um, the whole time I'm driving that thing, wondering when that snake was going to come out of that dash. Well, know, yeah, bite me, you know. I was waiting for yeah. that punchline. Yeah, but it uh, it never happened. It must have come out that night. But we took it the car to the track maybe the next week and uh, won the very first race I ever entered in it. <laughs> and so that just ruined me there. Was that you know? like a what year model? Seventy four Grand Torino. Seventy three Grand Torino. That's the first car I had. Starskin Hutch looking yeah, car, you know. That's what I had, my first vehicle. Yep. I yep. needed that like I needed a hole in my head. <laughs> had a three fifty one Cleveland in it. I was sixteen years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Battle wagon. And and they were fun back then. You know, you could do it cheap and but um it kinda it's it's evolved, you know. Oh yeah. Um, that's where the original pier stocks come out of, wasn't it? They did. You know, they ran taxi cabs throughout the rest of the nineties and I guess um O2 was the first year they changed the name to Pure Stocking. Mm -hmm. And I won the championship in O2 and after they changed the name of it. And they were still basically Pure Stock cars. You know, you yeah. couldn't do much to them. But um, that year my daughter was born, February of O2. And I remember telling my wife that year, if this is going to be our last full 30 race season for a little while. You know, we'll, we'll run part-time you know, after she's born. but mm -hmm. And so I won the championship that year. I really tried hard to get it well, done. And, <laughs> and almost did it last year. Almost did it, that, 20 years to the date. But we ran the whole uh, the whole time that she was growing up part-time, but just didn't run those 30 race seasons. It was just too much. I, I wanted to be around for her volleyball and camping in Disney World. Yep. That just kind of made – I'd seen guys do it, and, and more power to them. It just went for me. I've, I've seen guys that that's a steady diet of that's all they've done live and breathe racing you know and i just wanted to i didn't want that to be the only thing that she knew i wanted i wanted mm -hmm. to focus on her there's a small window when you're raising your kids you know and i wanted to be around for that i didn't want to look back and regret it so um but i did want to do it enough that here and there that she could see her her daddy doing something that he loved you know i wanted her to grow oh, up yeah. seeing that so 
uh, 07, we won a fairgrounds championship in a division called the Hornet class. And uh, just a little stock four-cylinder division and and uh, won a guitar in that championship. And, and that was a special, uh, you know, special little notch on the belt for me, you know. So I got one from each of the tracks that I, I care so much Man. about. Well, heck, he's, we got a champion from two tracks sitting in here. What about that? What about that? I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> trying to take a picture. I was like, what about that? Yeah, I was trying to get somebody to take a picture no. of Kenny. We got plenty of time. Yeah. Uh, Lori, what but you got on average? Real quick, I was going to say, we need to do a new sponsor alert over there. Uh, Didn't we get a new sponsor? We did. We did. We did. We got to talk about it, man. <laughs> you can take pictures after this. <laughs> yeah. We've got. Say, we're wearing hats and t shirts and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, man. man. Here we go. What? Jets Pizza. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> Golly. Um, so we've got Jets Pizza with us now. Um, we've got five different locations. Um, first one is 2965 Fort Campbell Boulevard of Clarksville, mm -hmm. Tennessee. We've got 1849 Madison Street of Clarksville, Tennessee. And then 130 Long Hollow Pike, Gulletsville, Tennessee. 1625 Campbell Lane, Bowling Green, Kentucky. And then we have 2666 Memorial Boulevard in, in Springfield. Springfield. Wow. <laughs> I knew that one. That's my favorite one. And their hours are Sunday through Thursday from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. And then Friday and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. But the Springfield closes one hour earlier than the other stores each day. Hmm. Yeah, we're kind of shady over there. <laughs> <laughs> gets dark quick. Yeah, it gets dark over there, you know. <laughs> Golly, man. We go to the Long Hall Pike one a lot. Man, I tell you what, it's so cool to get hooked up with Jeremy Burr. He actually races, and uh, he uh, contacted us. He's a regional manager for Jets Pizza. So all of them uh, locations, I imagine that's who he's in charge of. So pretty cool, man. Got my shirts, a hat on tonight. We're Got my little jet pizza dude right here. So we're pretty excited about that, man. So, Kenny, I guess there's a lot of people that inspired you to race, and I'm sure I've heard you already say your dad, but who else out there in the world when you was growing up and you thought, man, I want to be like that dude, or I'm going to do this because of that? Well, you know, my dad for sure, but like I say, he passed when I was real young, and and all I had really was the the pictures and the stories, you know. And um, but the people that I helped when I was younger, Wayne Jenkins, uh, that driver that I pit crewed for, um, Steve Hawkins, Tim Garrett, those guys that um, that that crew that I were on, they kind of molded me into the the race fan that that I am and and the competitor that I became. So um, I probably owe a lot to those guys. Bobby Hamilton, like I say, was one of my biggest local racing heroes. And to watch somebody that was just a, a local that didn't come from money, come from uh, the bottom and, and move his way all the way up to the top of the sport, that was always a pretty inspiring deal. Oh, yeah. You know, my, but my, my family, that's the biggest one. Just, um, you know, carrying their number. Um, my granddad, my dad, myself, we all carried number 64. So I think more than anything um, – just carrying that number out there and feel like you're carrying on a family legacy. Yeah. You know, that's the biggest, biggest thing that kind of keeps me going. Well, that's freaking awesome. That's a good enough reason. 
Well, I tell you, Kenny, you've been talking a lot about uh, where you came from, but we're just going to go ahead and hit out on where you're going. Uh, on the podcast, you're going to be going to Bangladesh, Canada, Australia, <laughs> New Zealand, <laughs> Mexico, South Korea, Chile, and Indonesia. Uh, that's um, some of the listeners from that's where those he's racing? countries. No, no, no those man. Are some listeners from different countries. And the UK. So, uh, We've got some uh, UK. I was going to say that's news to me, but uh, <laughs> that's a big that's budget. A pack your bag. I mean, you're going to all these. No, I'm kidding. But uh, people from these countries will be listening to you. So that's a, you know, a little bit that a lot of racers don't get is the, you know, recognition from people, you know, in the stands that you're getting recognition from people all over the country. I agree. That's awesome. And apparently it's really popular stuff like this in other countries. You know, we take it for granted, but then find out from these people man i love it i love it and some of them are people that had lived here in the states and are in the military or whatever and it gives them that that feel of home right by listening to the podcast so well it's a good show i tell you that uh it's something you need it's the you know show for the grassroots racers yeah man and we gotta we try to sell that to everybody that's out there i mean if they ain't you know i know everybody's busy and it's hard to sit down but they gotta listen or we just, you know, can't keep doing it if nobody's listening. Absolutely. <laughs> it kind of takes fun out of it. Yep. I appreciate y'all doing this. Um, I think, you know, you're just talking about going to all those countries, uh, going to Clarksville this past weekend. That's about as far out as I get. <laughs> <laughs> was you in another country over there? It kind of felt like it, yeah. And we went to Wilkesboro last year. That was that was the farthest we've ever traveled. Oh, yeah, we want to back up on that. We want to back up north of Wilkesboro. Tell us about... What I know, I can, I mean, I I could get it why you went over there, but you also forfeited your championship by going over there. Probably, probably heard it. Yeah, but absolutely. you took it. You made that decision. Hey, man, that's cool, brother. Tell us about that. Tell us why you made that decision and and what made you go over there and do all that stuff. Well, it it kind of backed up even to the previous year. We ran the CRA race with Jackson at mm -hmm. Nashville. And prior to that, I'd sat out of the car for three or four years. I hadn't been in a seat at all. The car had sat in the backyard with, um, you know, Hackberry all over it. And we just didn't know if, the, if it even ran still. And we, we pulled it out of the weeds and got it running when we heard that um, Kenny Schrader and Kenny Wallace were coming to run that NASCAR race. <laughs> yeah, well, we got to run this one. And I thought, you know, the last race I ran was a quarter-mile race at the rim. The next one I run is going to be a 5 8 race you know and against some nascar guys so pretty ambitious and really didn't think we would get there but um core jones uh helped us with some tires and that they'd run at salem some leftover stuff just enough we just wanted to make a lap yeah you know yeah you wanted to take the green flag yeah that was like us we Bucket wanted to list. run it want to say we ran it and, yep. and and really we were running against late model cars if oh, you remember yeah. those those cars were we were outclassed but you know, I ran it. I think I finished 24th out of 30 and ran the whole race. And it just kind of gave me confidence that I just, you know, I was going to run that one race and then probably just park it again for a while. But, man, I just got pumped. And <laughs> yeah, my daughter's in college now, so I'm not really taking anything away from the house. And I thought, you know, let's just do it, you know. And so we uh, we came back to race the full season in 22. And, and early on in the season, they announced the Wilkesboro race. And we, uh, me and my wife, I say we, me and me uh, talking my wife into it, basically. Um, <laughs> me and me. It, 
you know, if you you know me, if you've been around me at the track, I usually show up by myself. I'm a one-man show out yeah. there. Um, I have a friend from church, Tommy, that'll help me every once in a while. But uh, for the most part, I, I do it by myself. And But on this particular trip, my wife went with me. and But we knew all season that we were going to run Wilkesboro in August if I could keep the car together. So every every week of the season last year, people gave me a hard time about showing up late and not practicing, not qualifying, not running trophy dashes. But, you know, I had it in my mind that I was there to take the green flag and, and, and you know, get the points and get, and, and get the, the check, you know. And if I wrecked and qualified or practice, that wouldn't have happened, you know. Oh, the trophy dashes. That's well, what they're good for. That's what they're good for. And so I, it, my plan worked out. I got the points I needed and, and I almost got the championship. But we preserved the car all year. And um, we got to August when – and the, the Saturday before the Monday we left to North Wilkesboro, I uh, pulled in two laps of the Highland Rim race just so I wouldn't tear it up because I knew I had to load it and take it straight there. And we kind of did it just, you know, one step at a time. We didn't know if we would be able to make the race, but w- the first goal was to preserve the car yep. and try to make it there. And then once we made it there, try to get on the track you know it was just one step right. and each one of them was going to be a victory and um tire wise i went to wayne day and he had some tires he just took off hunter's hunter Wright's late model win from like the week before and uh that's what we were running at wilkesboro and i said you know would you make me a deal on them he said i'm gonna give them to you so Dang, he that's gave what me, he does he, man. G- he gave me a set of tires then and uh jerry coble gave me a set of wheels so uh, I got Tommy Hoover helped me mount them, and so I I head to North Wilkesboro with the Highland Rim tires on the car, and these uh, these slicks in the back of the truck, you know. Yeah. When I get there, find out you've got to buy five or six tires from the Hoosier trailer in order to qualify, and uh, so I go over there and I get my tires and and then I I go to put my wheels and tires that I got from Wayne Day on the car. And the bolt pattern's wrong. You know, it's a five on five, and my car is five on four and three quarters. So, God, that's so, a heck of a note when you're all the way over there. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, what am I going to do? So uh, I just, um, I just kept the Highland rim tires on, and I went out in the first practice, and um, it was like a cheese grater. That track was so rough. There, was, I gave you all a piece of the rubber that came. Yeah, off. we still got it. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy, but um, but it wasn't slippery. It was sticking, you know, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But it ate those tires up and. And so I ended up running the first feature the first night on Highland Rim tires at North Wilkesboro, um, which was they were already worn out for the rim. Yeah. And much less that five. They were already pull offs and then pulled off again. Absolutely. And and then the second night, you know, we had to buy three or four more tires. And so uh, I borrowed a, I borrowed wheels from one of the the other super stock drivers, and we are um, straight stock drivers, and we put put a set together at. I cut the fender wells out, and it looked like a dirt light model. And that last race, it stuck. I mean, it was crazy how much it stuck, but it got it got hot. The water pump started going out on it, and uh, so we pulled in to save it. But it's funny. You had to have a uh, spotter there. Every driver had to have yeah. a spotter, and they checked to see that you had one. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I didn't have a spotter. I didn't even have radios. And I took my gun earmuffs that um, we use when we go shooting, and I had my wife put those on and uh, – 
pretend like she was a <laughs> We faked it just to get in the oh race. Oh, my but. God. This is great. <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. dude. I mean, we got on the track and we got She's up there. Like, da, 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 got one high, one high. Absolutely. Yeah, she uh, she got to pretend to be a crew chief. So we, That's we get, cool, man. Yeah, it was cool. Next time you go do something like that, we can get you some radio. <laughs> we'll let you borrow ours. All right. <laughs> Golly. But yeah, it was cool. You got it it had the feeling of being at Woodstock. You just knew you was at something that may yeah, never man. take place like this That's again. Right. It was just Because it, at that time they were fixing to pull the pavement up. They were and, and there were only thirty people that got to sign up for this race and I was the only one from, from the state of Tennessee. I think I told Matt Fuquay. I, I was trying to get Melvin and them to go, but they wouldn't go. <laughs> I, I told Matt Fuquay at the rim one night, I said, I just want to go ahead and apologize, I think, to him and Thomas Pennell. I said I, I apologize that I'm the uh, the lone Tennessee guy that's going to represent yeah. us. The Tennessee I, representative. I, I knew I wasn't going to run real I'm well. I'm really but, surprised there wasn't a bunch more going over. Really. Yeah, it was. But for us, just being out there, it was a victory and and way outclassed. But uh, you know, you, you feel like you almost feel like you're in NASCAR. You you know, you, you squint yeah. your eyes and kind of pretend you can like here in. Yeah. Like you were, yeah. It's like when we run that CRA race at Nashville, the first time Jackson was ever on the five eights. Dude, I didn't care what position we come in. Yeah. I mean, we knew we were way outgunned, but we were all I wanted to do. I told him, when you take that green flag, and you make it back around and come across that, you can pull it in. Far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You just did what I, you know. That's what we felt, and and so when we left there, we went up to a Hickory. They had a test and tune day and so we pulled in and they they let us go out and practice and you know that's a historic oh yeah old nascar track so you knocked two birds out with one stone i did and as i was out there running they the promoter of the track told me he said there's a guy over there in that enclosed trailer he said stand on that trailer is taking pictures of you he said he was pitted across from you at wilkesboro <laughs> and um so i'm i'm in the office just talking to the guys this man walked in and it was landon huffman who uh, just won the hickory championship and he's he runs a car that's sponsored by dale jr so he he's the one that was taking pictures of my car out there and he said man i want to tell you i've never seen anybody thrash as hard on a on a car to try to make a race as y'all did in wilkesboro you know talking about me and my wife cutting the fenders out and just working hard to get out there so man you know that's what it's all about you know, right so there. having somebody on on the top or le top level you know telling us that kind of makes you feel good so did you go you already seen our radios he would have loved that wouldn't he absolutely but see you know what you're talking about right there and i think we all get caught up and i mean i know it's racing and i know it's about winning but i think people get caught up in that so much that they take the fun completely out of this man it's stressed out you you're not having fun i've seen some of them guys down there at nashville and the rim arguing with their crew throwing stuff i mean just how much fun is that right and uh and that's one thing i try to instill into jackson you know man look where we're at regardless if we're going to win or not i mean you're one of well like the cra race or the all-american 100 he was in you're one guy out of 39 cars in this world that's on this track today <laughs> i mean that's when you start looking at it like yeah man or you're one guy out of 10 at highland rim that weekend right 
in the whole county or the whole middle Tennessee that showed up to run regardless. I know you told me at the rim the next week after I got back, you came up to help me set my car up and you said, I'll tell you. Which was I, scary <laughs> for me to help anybody set his car up. Well, but I did. He did. <laughs> yeah, and it worked. I told you, I said, you know, I, you said, how was Wilkesboro? I said, I'll tell you, we didn't have any business being there. He said, wait a minute. He said, we, we watched it from the couch. You know, and, you we know, watched it from yeah. the couch, and so it just you know it kind of puts it in perspective that hey you know it's against my advisement, but, you know, <laughs> not a big deal to everybody, but to us it was a it was a big deal, you know. And yeah. So uh, well, it, I like the concept of what you're doing. Well, you're I, going no matter what. I'm a little older than you know some of them now, and I kind of look this as act two of my little racing hobby um, career, whatever you want to call it. Um, you start off young in your 20s, and you think, man, I'm going to make it to NASCAR. I'm, I'm going to have unlimited opportunities. And and then anything less than winning is just discouraging, you know. Yeah. But um, at this point in my life, being in the show and, and, you know, CRA race, I'm running out there, and, you know, I don't know if Jackson felt this way, but Kenny Schrader goes to lap me, and he's going past me in the turn, and, and I'm looking out the window thinking – that's Kenny Schrader. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, Same I, thing know, right there, what yeah. you just we get, said. The pictures we got, it makes it look like we're leading them. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it makes it look like we're passing him. You know? Kenny Schrader <laughs> was trying to pass us. Yeah. 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 Worked out great for him. But, yeah, that's exactly what he talked about. He said, I'm going down through there, and I look, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's Ken Schrader. Right. Or at one point in time, he was right behind Kenny Wallace. Right. And, you know, followed him for like four laps right on his rear end. He thought, oh, my God. <laughs> But then he almost wrecked it because he was trying to keep up with it. Yeah. <laughs> he said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Backed off. Mm. Well, hey, real quick, before we go any further, we need to do a couple of, well, about three sponsorships. Yeah, let's go ahead there. and knock three of them out. We got to knock some out because we're running. Running out of time. Not really running out of time. But. <laughs> okay, well, first, um, let's start off with Broadleaf Tree Care. Woo, I bet he's been busy. Yes, he Oh, has. yeah, I'm sure he yeah, has. That was a if wild a, storm. If he had a roofing company on the side, he'd be even better. They do things never as far as emergency removals, which I'm sure was a big emergency <laughs> this past week. Dude, he got slammed. He called me. Oh, man. Slammed. Uh, milling and climbing. Uh, this business is located at 380 Meadows Road, Portland, Tennessee, and you can contact Ben Burns at 615-574-4306. They can remove some trees. Like, Kenny, if you ever get a chance, pull up Broadleaf Tree Care. They got videos of their taking down trees. These guys were Marines and they, they do all this climbing, all the, uh, they train like, uh, up in the tree, like somebody gets hurt or cut, they can train to bring them down. It, it's, I mean, these guys are top notch. Well, man. I'll save their number. I, I had the trees fall in my shop last week, so I don't need to call. Well, somebody. there you go. Ben Burns. Um, Broadly next up we've got, Brickyard Cafe. Yes. Um, they are open Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. And Friday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And Saturday from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Um, this week, they're going to be doing um, some St. Patrick's Day special drinks, which stay tuned to hear special that. Drinks. They will also be uh, doing a special dinner on St. Patrick's Day which is not announced yet. It is to be announced, so make sure you uh, check their Facebook page and go see Donald. I know Kenny went up there and saw him. Did you? Yeah, he did. did. Nice. I, I made sure I let him know, too. That, and, uh, 
where I heard about them. And from. they spread the word. They was like, man, yeah. we had this guy come in. He was so awesome. His name was Kenny. I said, Vita Toe. Hey, look, everybody. Jackson Yay! McLaren's in the house. Oh. Glad you could join us. <laughs> yeah. Jackson just got back in with Ari from the Pacific Northwest. I always like saying that. You can't get there from here. It sounds so neat to say Pacific Northwest. Takes you don't a while. normally get to use that in a sentence. You can keep going. <laughs> well, let me get We're going to finish up these uh, announcements real quick. Yeah. Um, our next one is Senior Fajitas, which we actually just went and got chips and salsa yeah, man, right before here. our podcast. <laughs> um, locations nice. are Oak Grove, Tennessee, and their phone number is 670-4031. Portland, Tennessee, which is 325-1996. And then Orlando, Tennessee, 379-1195. Man, that's awesome. Hey, do we get shirts and hoodies and hats and stuff? Well, I've yeah, got my hoodie on. I just put my shirt on over. I mean, from the pizza place. Just yeah, pizza. Yeah. Well, just, just a t-shirt. This, this is, is nice. We got, a hat. we got compliments <laughs> of Jeremy Burr. Who's the regional manager of Sweet Jet Jets pizza. pizza? It's Jets Pizza, ain't it? Not no. Jet Pizza. Jets Pizza. But he hooked us up. We're riding on the unlike three day of their cars. racing products. You know, no S. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no S. But we're riding on three of their race cars in the dirt field. So that's pretty awesome. And Kenny brought us some of his shirts. Cool. Man, we're gonna have some many shirts. That's I'll awesome. Start changing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might need to changing once a week. <laughs> How's it going, Michael? It's going good. How'd good you enjoy man. your trip? Loved it. Loved it. Every Ready to go back. I didn't figure you'd oh, yeah. come back. <laughs> they had a racetrack out there. I might have lost the sun. They do. They do have several oh, out dang. there. Dang. They have several racetracks. They have a super late model series out there in Washington. Did yeah. they really? Yeah. Well. Yeah, you didn't know that. <laughs> you think Wayne pull out there? Gee, that's a long way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mr. Wayne, what it cost to pull a rig out to the be a ten, Pacific Northwest? Be a I had said drive. it again, the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I got to do it again, Michael. <laughs> Caleb, well, I know you got a question from this guy. He's He is doing everything. I don't know. Does he have a question? You mean for him? Yeah, for him. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have to ask me there, Kenny? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll turn it around, see? So how, be uh, cool. Before, well, I guess we've even talked about it on here. So beforehand, we were talking about, uh, we saw him at the at the uh, Highland Rim Banquet, and he's like, hey, I'm taking the windshield out of the car this weekend. And gonna go race dirt, and I'm like, and, and golly! I, I'd have never thought any different about. I, that just, <laughs> I didn't surprise. Me. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, we lo- we were talking about that the other day. How we like having people in here that run both. So, was that your first time on dirt, or had you done it before? It was my first time on dirt. I just kind of thought, why not? You know, I'm yeah. kind of, you know, like I said, I got a little catch up to do. I was out of the seat for a little while, and I'm just trying to do everything I always wanted to do. And my granddad, he ran dirt. That's all they. All they would run, and and he talked about how great it was. But you know, growing up, I only went to asphalt races, and that's mm-hmm. all I've ever done. And so uh, I thought, well, we'll give give it a shot. And uh, two weeks till Highland Rim's first race, I got time to fix it if I tear it up. So um, took the windshield out, and it was a little more than that. We uh, had to come up with a good set of tires, and I guess some rodent squirrels or something had eaten <laughs> my spark plug wires off my engine oh, in the off season. Oh my season, gosh. So. I had a few things to fix, but uh, we got there right after their practice and qualifying, so um, I had zero laps on the surface. <laughs> I showed up right after yeah. everything. And they, <laughs> they put us on the track, and, and my first laps were the actual race. And so uh, wow. I just kind of, uh, you know, this this is a car that's been on a 5 eighths mile track, 
quarter mile track and now a dirt track so uh that's awesome yeah and <laughs> and you know it actually stuck pretty good and and we got up to third and i thought wow I'm, there's four laps to go i'm i might actually you were running third with four hey. laps to go yeah and the guy <laughs> i mean wow. waylaid me in the rear end and then just kept kept pushing me and the tire came off the wheel and so uh hmm. but it's still in one piece and uh still running so I'd like to do it again. I, I'm I'm a fan of dirt. I'm 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 really impressed to be honest with you. It's uh, it's different, but it's the same. You know, it's um. Oh yeah, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. That you know, a couple weeks ago. It's a little messier. You know, a little <laughs> a little muddier. Uh, <laughs> dust, film of dust all over my car before I even drove <laughs> first lap. You know. Wow. But um, I don't know. It's just something about the those guys are passionate. Dirt racers are passionate. They're what they do. definitely different than asphalt racers. They are. We noticed that. Uh, but it's uh, they still got the same, you know. It's still the same deal, you know. They're racers, so uh, yeah. I, I like being able to do both of it. So I, I'd, if I wasn't so attached to these Nashville tracks, uh, <laughs> yeah. the rim and and the fairgrounds, you know, I may go and, and run a season there. But gonna have to get you some of those safety bars though, right, to go over your windshield. Yeah, I was uh, I was telling y'all about that. The, <laughs> Tell uh, Jackson that story <laughs> yeah. real quick. He wasn't here. He hadn't so heard it. <laughs> I take the windshield out, but I don't have any safety bars you know in front of my yeah in front of my face and so um and two or three laps into it a guy wrecks and the rear axle comes out still attached to the wheel oh. and this wheel is tumbling through the air with yeah. this axle <laughs> as i'm driving by it and all i'm thinking is that thing is going to go right through me you know <laughs> oh man but um but it when it landed on the video you can watch it it pierces the ground i mean it took it took him a while to get it pulled out of the mud, you know. So the axle wow. went in the ground yeah, yeah. and the tire sticking yeah. up. Yeah, He's that, sitting there watching it dang. coming at it. That did come in there, man. It yeah. Messed, yeah, it'd be no, bad. It could, yeah. That'd mm. be the end of you. Yeah. It's like that, you know, that drunk driving nailed it car you see with a nail through it. And that's yeah. what I'm thinking <laughs> it of. It stops it right in its <laughs> They put it in the high schools. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Golly. Well, Plus if you please. need to run down to Duck River. Yeah, I want to try it. Because, yeah. dude, they are awesome down there, man. They let you run as many laps as you needed to get used to it. Really, Russell would, yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially yeah. if you ain't never been there, he he gives you some some free time, man. I want to do that, and I want to go run Huntsville, and and uh, we tried to run the uh, snowball last year. It just didn't work out, so we're going. We he got, ain't stopping, man. We got that no. on the list this year. We're going to try to go out there, and you know, somebody's got to finish last. So we'll. Uh, that's. <laughs> That's what I said. I'd well give anything to go out there and finish last. Well, you know, yeah. when you—I don't want to say I lowered my expectations, but when you, when you're satisfied with just being part of the show, it kind of cuts the cost, <laughs> eases down a the pain. Bit. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Hey, yeah, I'm just trying to get there. I'm just trying to be a part of it. Anything above that is a bonus. So. Well, I'm gonna tell you, we might be able to. Who all be going with you on that? Because. Well, it'd probably just be me. Well, you know? it yeah. probably won't be. I've got my own pair of hunting of hunting uh, headphones, oh, that's so good. we, we, we go to the derby. It'll so. probably be be us then, because yeah. we have a place to go down there and stay. Okay. And I would more than I guarantee you, he would be ecstatic to know he's bringing a race car down there too. Yeah. Because we could stay there with him and go down there and be your crew, man. Well, that'd be awesome. I've already been Wouldn't talking. Wouldn't that be? Because we're going anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been talking to one of the racers out there, uh, and he's he's been giving me a little setup help. So uh, he said if I came down there, he'd he'd kind of. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. But we, what's he live about? 20 minutes. 25 minutes from the track. Maybe, yeah. He lives in Milton. Yeah. Area, so it's right there in Pensacola. I mean, this is, you know, when I was growing up, the All-American or the Snowball, these big events at these tracks were really just for the late model guys. Mm -hmm. And it seems like in the past few years, the 
support divisions, they've, they've let them take a part of the big show. You know, yeah. the All-American, every support division gets a guitar, you know. And then yeah. Snowball, uh, you know, every support division, you're a Snowball winner, you know. Oh, yeah. You may not be the Premier Series winner, but you're part of it. And so um, we didn't really have that during the 90s, early 2000s when I was racing. And so um, I'm taking advantage of that. So I'd maybe one, once or twice a year head out of town and try something like that. Well, there's a race let us in, know because we've been going anyway. There's one in Hickory, awesome. the uh, Bobby Isaac Memorial Race, that's um, that's another good one that I'd, I'd like to look look at this year or next year. Yeah, it's a big race out there. Mm-hmm. What was Wilkesboro like? I mean, that that had to have been awesome. Well, it, uh, you missed it. We yeah, already talked about it. We oh, talked you did? about it, but it was it was it was special, man. It was uh, you just kind of had the feeling you knew it was once in a lifetime. They may they may never do it again. Yeah. Um, and at that point in time, they supposed to pull the pavement up after that weekend. Yeah, and then they so left. It was it. over with. Yeah, and yeah. then the NASCAR deal came and worked out. It's such good race, and they said, you know, we don't need to tear that up. You know. Yeah. So, uh, I'm glad that they kept it. But yeah, we uh, you know you see people like I mean just two or three stalls down from me was um, Ron Hornaday helping one of the other street stock guys. Yeah. <laughs> so you know I'm I was telling your dad I'm a fan as much if not more than a competitor. So we would be working thrashing on the car trying to get this thing ready to make the next practice session or whatever, and I'd just you know if I got frazzled I'd just tell my wife listen I'm a I'm going to go be a fan for a second. So I, I had a helmet like I did at the CRA race at Nashville. Yeah. And I I walked around and I hit up all the drivers and I had them sign it. And, you know, um, legends, you know, I mean, uh, uh, Hornaday and, and Junior, people like that, Josh Berry. Yeah. So, um, and then I'd come back and start being a race car driver again, you know. So I kind of got to wear both I hats. I like that. And, yep. That was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. But you had that, that – um, What was that? Sound like the Alexa. Or I have no clue. <laughs> Alexa's listening yeah. to us. <laughs> yeah, I like that though. Just kind of have to walk away for a minute and go enjoy just being there. Yeah, I mean it's one of those things. I you wouldn't you wouldn't believe the people that I, I hand a helmet to at the CRA race or the the Wilkesboro race, one of these events like that, and they're just like, you know. Um, Man, that's a great idea. I should have done that. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it really and it's, yeah. And a suit or yeah. anything. And it's one of those things you you look back on when your career's over, and you're like, man, it's a memento uh, from something you know big. You know, well, you don't know who's going to be in the race. Yep. And then, you know how you now you look back at old entry list and you go, oh man, there was Jeff Purvis right. yeah. was in that race. And but back then they really wasn't nobody they yet in the racing yet. world. Well, oh so. seven, I won the. Uh, Hornet Championship at the fairgrounds, and Music City Motorplex is what the fairgrounds was called. Yeah, you know? I remember that. And it was, um, I guess that was Pocono, Joe Joe Mattioli that owned the the track at the time, and they had Bandoleros and Junior Divisions and Senior Legend. I mean, they had all these. There must have been twelve different champions that year, but there's a champion picture on the front stretch during Champions Night, and it's me and Michael House and. Uh, Daniel Victory, people like that. Ivy, and then you've got Josh Berry over here as a kid. Oh, wow. he, yeah. He was a champion, you know, in the Legends in '07. So we're wow. in the same picture, and here he is now subbing for Chase Elliott. So yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. You don't cool never know yeah. who's going to be on that entry list twenty years from now. That's right. That you was in that race, like Jackson. What they become. at the CRA yeah. race with you? You may look on there. Oh my God! Look <laughs> who was in that race. Right. 
other than the ones that was in it. Yeah, like Schrader and, like Kenny, Schrader Wallace. and <laughs> Kenny Wallace. And there's I, a guy. <laughs> so I was going to say, there's a guy in Springfield, a buddy of mine. We call him Groundhog. He's a big trapper. And uh, his name is Jeffrey name. Jeffrey Berry. And one day we were talking. He's like, yeah, I've been watching my, my nephew race a lot. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he thought he was talking about something. He's like, yeah, and his name's Josh Berry. And I'm like, the Josh Berry? He's like, yeah, that's my nephew. And I'm like, no huh. way. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Well, they but, did live yeah. around from. He got a top Yeah, from Hendersonville. Yeah, he finished 10th. Second, or 9th or second race out in that car. Lori, what you got over? Hold on real quick. You were talking about just names of first races. This wasn't a race I raced in. But it made me think, like, my first race I ever went to, NASCAR race. Yeah. So, like, listen to these names. You just Hutch Strickland, Dick Trickle, Jeff Green, Michael Waltrip, Brett Bodine, Bobby Labonte, John Andretti, Shauna Robinson, Rick Mast, Jerry Nadeau, Stacey Compton, Bobby Hamilton, Johnny Benson, Jimmy Spencer, Joe Nemechek, Ken Trader, Jeremy Mayfield, Kenny Wallace. Man. Think about that. Like, I was like, that was how a race old? I'd like to watch now. How old am I? <laughs> <laughs> My God. That was, they were the heroes. <laughs> that was the cup field? <laughs> yeah, the cup field, yeah. Uh, Buckshot Jones finished 12th that day. Sterling Marlin ninth, you know? Wow. And, like, <laughs> crazy that's, that's freaking awesome man. Yeah, my, that was guys, my first race in 2002 we about. Yeah. You, when you go back and look at it you're just like well no oh. when he said that that made me think you know i'm gonna look at my first race and see who all's there yeah wow but, i don't even remember my first race it was the firecracker 420 at nashville i was probably eight years old or yeah. something was around. that richard petty's first race it might have been <laughs> yeah. cuckoo marlin was there all the buddy baker <laughs> Dang. All of them. All right. Sorry, Lori. Go ahead and do your advertisements now. <laughs> Okie dokie. So I've got Made by Mosley. Ooh, yeah. We know that dude. I just went by today and saw him. Listen, he saved us this week. I hit him up. I need hundreds of stickers because I'm going <laughs> your face. multiple places. And he was like, okay, come back tomorrow. And he had them all ready for me. <laughs> Made phenomenal, by Mosley is a great man. Um, he does anything that you could think of. With stickers. <laughs> Yes. Golly. <laughs> With stickers, banners, um, Vehicle car wraps. wraps. Yeah. So uh, you could actually contact him at 615-887-1468. Number one wrap in Nashville. Yes. I did over there by Day Racing Products without an S. Does he do gangster rap or just regular rapping? Uh, I don't know. Oh, you should I have could, done your... Hey, so, hey, hit that button for him. He wears a gold. Oh. Goes, yeah, that one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that one. Well, I thought he was a rapper. <laughs> hit it again. <laughs> he looks like he could be. <laughs> well, can you imagine? <laughs> uh, be, okay. Mr. Funny. Keith, we apologize for that. It would be awesome, man. Um, next, I have the Macon County Vet Hospital. Heck yeah. They are really great. Um, my little babies always leave feeling better. Um, so does Melvin. Except my wallet doesn't. Yeah. That's Sorry, Greg. That's true. <laughs> um, their phone number is 615-666-8063, and they're open Monday through Saturday from 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Did you say Saturday? Saturday. Wow. Melvin, is that where you were at earlier? At the vet? Yeah. That's where he goes and gets his weekly shots. <laughs> and last, last but not least, we've got Pied Piper Herbs here in Portland, Tennessee. It's located at 506 South Broadway. Uh, their phone number is 615-745-4311. Um, you need to go and see Chase and Jimmy. Heck yeah, man. <laughs> um, it is a locally owned herb shop. They have everything from herbs to essential oils, diffusers, and much more. And they have new store hours. So let's go through that real quick. Yep. Do they have Kit Kats? I bet they do. They got all <laughs> kinds of stuff going on in there. They've got um, Monday from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. 
Tuesdays and Wednesdays, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Thursdays from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Friday from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. And Saturdays from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Awesome, man. Is that everybody we got? That's We don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. And when you get done there, they're not a sponsor, but Taco Bell's normally open late. Ooh. Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) Now, David Garcia's going to hear you say that. Who's they're going to live mice. Oh, the senior fajitas. Yeah, but they close at like 9 or 10, don't they? And then he's going to pull his sponsorship. (laughs) No, no, no. Taco Bell stays open until like 2. After you leave senior fajitas, you hit up Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah, It's different kinds. It's two different kinds. Yeah. Taco yeah, Taco Bell's, Bell's not actually Mexican. the first place I went when I flew in from Florida. Where Taco Bell? <laughs> it actually was. I actually went there for lunch today. I haven't had any food since I got back. <laughs> well, some chips and salsa over from Senor Fajitas. Yeah, oh, good. I, had, I had a... Uh, not from Taco Bell, though. I had a, <laughs> a, a deli pack on my plane. Whatever That's that was. It had like salami and cheese or cheese spread. I don't know. It's pretty good. <laughs> what airline did you fly? Uh, Alaskan. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> well, Kenny, who do you have sponsorship? Is it just you? Anybody you want to plug in before you get out of here? Well, I'm I'm the uh, I'm the crew chief, I guess. But uh, I I do have some people I need to thank that have helped me. Huge shout out to a spotter, money. right? Yeah, my spotter, yeah, my, wife, uh, my wife, my wife, my daughter. Y'all missed that story. <laughs> we'll tell you after the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially the first CRA race that we were in. That my wife and my daughter were my were my crew. That's uh, awesome, man. But, you know, Tommy Stevenson, a friend of mine from church, he uh, uh, got him into racing last year, so he shows up when he can. Um, and then uh, these big races that I've made, I've got to thank uh, Wayne Day for giving me those tires to go to Wilkesboro. Um, Philip and, and uh, Lane Aiken for giving me the tires to run CRA race this past year. And, uh, and Corey Jones for hooking me up with tires to run it that, the first year. Man. So those were three races that I didn't anticipate being able to afford to even do and so uh those donations kind of helped me so yeah and ain't it great to have them connections and the people that want to help you i mean absolutely don't take i mean we want to help you now we want to go down there and do that snowball derby thing we want to yeah, do that be cool. yeah well that's uh, so end of the year ago we're going to try to run highland yep. rim and uh and i'd love to finish one spot better and maybe get a championship but it's you know it's a uh, Big commitment every week for 30 oh, races. Yeah, man. Yeah, you can't miss one. And then, like in our division, you only got six. So then you got it's a you, if you mess you up one race, much, yeah. you're done. You're done. And and that's the way Nashville is. You know, there's not enough races. If you and I'd like to run all the Nashville races. There's eight or ten races. But if you met, have a bad run in one of them, your your you're chan- done. Chances are done. So, but I, I want to support the track because you just don't know what's going to happen. We uh, we're scared to death now. We're right now, and you know my my daughter. And I, I guess she was probably, this was 11 or 12 years ago, whenever we did the, um, we were part of the Save the Fairgrounds movement mm-hmm. the first time. I remember time. that, yeah. And the red, the, the red shirts, and we went out with um, uh, petitions in our neighborhood, and we got hundreds of petitions. People did it all over the town. And we got it on the referendum to be voted on for the fairgrounds track to be saved, you know, and Carl Dean was going to tear it down. That was, uh, it was going bye-bye. And so now the charter's been changed, the track's there, but um, so it's a new fight now, you know, and so we don't know how long it's going to be there. I hope it's there forever, but um, so I want to support it as long as it's here. Oh yeah, we may wake up one day and we don't have any of these local tracks around. We may have tried to Kentucky or Alabama. Well, we've done watched Jackson in his lifespan. He's done seen three tracks go: Carthage, Beach Bend, and then Owensboro. Yeah, you know, 
and Nashville's in jeopardy. That's right. And people don't start coming to the the stands at Highland Rim. I mean, you just don't know. he ain't gonna be able. I mean, how could you afford to run a track if nobody's coming? Right. Greenville, because they, I don't know what the problem is. Greenville Pickens in South Carolina. Uh, yeah. Uh, they announced that they had a, a contract on it just the other day. So another one got historic tracks. Myrtle you know. Beach is gone. Yep. It's bulldozed now. It's not even there anymore. And then we had several guys when we was doing the dirt podcast talking about dirt tracks they had run around middle Tennessee or southern east and west Tennessee. Yeah, we ran that one, but it's gone now. And we ran this one last year. Well, they gone. tore it down. It's gone yeah. too. Oh my <laughs> golly, man. <laughs> what was that one you sent me that's gone now lately? That was a big track. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's sickening, That man. asphalt track, it was huge. It was a big track. I do need to give one shout. I've had one sponsor that's been with me since the very first race car I ever had, and uh, it's limited sponsorship. It gives me a little bit, but I'm, I'm thankful for it. Uh, A&D Pawn in Goodlettsville. They opened go. in 94 in I downtown Goodlettsville. I thought they'd been a long, there, long time there. About I the think time, I bought a gun there before. Yeah, about the time I started racing, they opened, and so they've uh, they've always been on every car that I've ever had. So. That's awesome, man. Well, Kenny, we're going to be looking forward to seeing you out there again this year, man. It's always makes me happy when I look and see you standing over there by your car, man. Well, I tell you yeah. what, I, I I appreciate that. I appreciate your friendship, and I appreciate you uh, coming over and and uh, speaking to me. And 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 I want to say I'm especially glad I'm on the show that Michael's co-hosting because this this kid here, man, I, and he's not a kid now. He's 18. Now, right? <laughs> I know. My birthday but wasn't on here, Melvin. We got to talk about that later. I, I came to talk to them. <laughs> I came up a few weeks Wait, ago. When was your birthday? Like, that Saturday. was last week, wasn't it? It was on the last week. Oh, show. man. Was it on That's last, on last week's last episode? Week's yeah, we put it on. Yeah, last we, said, week's we said. So much for listening to that See, one, huh? Yeah. 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 Listening to the podcast. <laughs> Guilty. Man. And it's at Guilty. the very beginning of the show. Guilty. Ah, my own friend. They tried to skip over that one. I came up a few weeks ago and watched him preach at his church. And, you know, so I'm just really impressed with him. And, you know, I pull up there by myself, and I struggle getting my car off the trailer, and I look around, and there's Michael and his dad. Oh, yeah. So, um, Dude, I said the same thing when we first interviewed him. I, I didn't even know him because I was like, who's this guy pulling up? You know, and I mean, but same thing. They see us, they pull straight up and start helping. No, don't have to ask him or anything. Just yeah. Crazy. Good, That's good people. I was going to say, Kenny. Uh, we have something in common. You said uh, you were talking about church. Now, you drive a church bus, right? So. You- I do whatever they ask Every me now to do and there. then. Yeah. I drive a church bus, too. Good. It's just to pull my car to the church. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it goes to the I've seen track. that. That's good. Man, have you uh, seen inside of it? No. They've they got nice. air conditioning. They it's got, nice. It's a couch. <laughs> you I'm go like, in there, you don't, you don't feel like you're at the rim anymore when you go in there and sit down. I go like, in down there sometime, and I'll just go in there and lay down, man. <laughs> Golly, awesome. I've had enough. So that's where you keep disappearing. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's down there stealing their air conditioning. Yeah, y'all down there sweating bullets. He's... <laughs> he's in the he said he was going to go get some uh, race parts or something. Yeah. I'm going to go down here and help Michael. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to go mount, <laughs> mount these tires. And then he's like, where did he go? Yeah, there's Michael's church van. <laughs> they don't even know I'm in there sometimes. He'll come walking in. He'll, what the? <laughs> What's going on? But no, I look forward to watching you. Um, you know, it's always funny whenever we're sitting there about to watch the pure stock drivers go up to race. And they're like, well, there's only a eight of them showed up tonight or there's only you know five showed up. i'm like no there'll be six or they'll be 12 <laughs> yeah. he's not here yet he'll be here in just a he'll minute. show up in time they come up on the track oh, yeah. <laughs> you know we used to do that to too them. we just show we wouldn't even go qualify when we was running pier stocks and we didn't have nobody helping us yeah, we just we show started, up yeah i yeah. said so like okay it don't spin out in the corners 
Let's show up let's about not, four let's o'clock. Not touch it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to use up the only good I got in qualifying and practice. That's I'm, right. I'm exactly. Started, so. That's what we did. Well, <laughs> we've been going an hour, guys. Can you believe that? No, it feels like twenty minutes. I know it. I'm glad I got here before this. Oh, and over. thank you for the shirts and stuff too. He brought us shirts. Man. I know, man. Thank you, Kenny. We'll wear them too, man. We'll have them yeah, on we'll. down at the Snowball Derby. Good. I can't put any more on right now, but I'll, I'll put it on for the next show. You'll we definitely got to put that deal together where we can go down there. Well, and yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna be there anyway. Wait a minute, when is the Snowball Derby? December like the third, fourth, and fifth. Yeah, it's like the first. It's it's it's, it's the, you'd love that race too. That is awesome. And we stay at Ike's house. It's a crazy. Are you bring your fifth wheel? Bring your fifth wheel, man. We'll set up down there like NASCAR. Does Ike? Never mind. I'll ask you in a minute. Well, all right, boys. Kenny, won't you fire this mother up? All right. He got to drive it in, too. Kenny beat it, though, ladies and gentlemen. I like it loud like that. Oh, I'm glad you said that. God. Jackson, we got one to go. <laughs> <laughs> What's my one to go? I just got here. Well, you need to be around. He always forgets to do the one to go now. I know, and then I know. He's about to end the show. He's like, oh, by the way, next week. It throws me off now. We'll, we'll let you do this one, Michael. You know about yeah, go Jason ahead. Baker. Tell uh, us about who's coming on, on the man. podcast. We will have he just learned. number <laughs> one driver, uh, Jason Baker. He drives the number one Pro 4 at Highland Rim. Uh, actually, he just sold the car, so he won't be running it. Uh, Jason is a welder and fabricator. He's done a lot of work um, for myself and our truck that we've been doing. Um, he has, uh, his wife is Ashley Baker and he'd like to shout out to, uh, they raise, uh, two of their nieces and he started racing a, a while back, back in 2000, 2001, uh, in goat carts. And then, uh, uh, he ran a 300 lap enduro race. So you'll have to talk to him Thank about that. That'll be pretty fun to talk Enduro about. is an understatement if you said 300. That, and that was his first race was the 300 <laughs> lap enduro race. So that'll what? be interesting. Uh, he raced rim runners and challengers, uh, pro four and front wheel drive on dirt. Uh, and then he ran once in an open wheel modified. So he's got a little bit of, oh, wow. that's going to be a good uh, show. So you'll be able to talk to him about that. And, He's been a great guy for us, and he's you know one of those guys that'll show up and help you in the shop or at he the does. track or whatever. And if, if you need a driver and you sick or something, there's your He'll man. Hop in. He, he always in got for, his suit for me last year, and you know turned some laps in our truck while I was out of town. So, but you didn't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all went over and got. We it's went like, to race. We went and stole Michael's truck. It's yeah, like he was, watches the Facebook live video. Like, like who is that? That's my, my truck. <laughs> Well, all right. That's hilarious. Kenny, thank you so much, brother. We love you, man, and thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Love you, too. Ari, fire that mother up. You already drove it up. Yeah, but she's singing. <laughs> singing it up. <laughs> the other car. Hope I don't choke. You can hear all about it all.